Hey everybody, welcome to What's the Big Deal? Where we talk about rational thoughts in an irrational time. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, episode 2. And uh, we're here with Tyrell James, myself. And Sungi. And we have a special guest, first ever, Stuart. I'm Stuart Benson, a freelance journalist. How's your day going today? Uh, It's going pretty good. Uh, Weather sucks real bad, but uh, I got some... uh, Great news. I feel very vindicated, uh, f- finally. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein murdered. It's been confirmed. Suicide was fake. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but you soon what? will. Yeah, please explain. Uh, well, if uh, you are unaware, uh, one of uh, probably the most prolific uh, like, like sex criminals of the 21st century, a one Jeffrey Epstein, uh, he got uh, arrested uh, a while back this summer, and if you don't remember, uh, he's the guy who was, uh, he had like his own private plane uh, called the Lolita Express in his own uh, like private island in like the, the Bahamas that the locals call, or not, that the locals called Pedo Island, that he'd fly out like him and Bill Clinton and uh, Frank Underwood, and not Frank Underwood, what's his name, the actual guy's name, uh, from... Uh, the guy from the from the House of Cards. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Spacey, like, the pedo guy. Epstein, yeah, Epstein, oh. Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, and Chris Tucker went to Kevin, Africa. Kevin Spacey's not dead, is he? Uh, he's, no, he's but one of his accusers is dead. Okay. That was the other, um, but he was, he got arrested for uh, his uh, escapades, and he's uh, got connected to like Prince Andrew, Prince Sultan of Brunei. Jeffrey. Uh, Mossad. This is Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, he's connected. Okay. So he was in prison waiting trial. Um, he was in uh, his like regular cell with a guy named Nick Tartaglioni. I'm going to show you a picture of this gentleman. This is his original uh, cellmate. And uh, so this dude, uh, like, he was... He he's got, huge. Like, strong. Right, he's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, just to describe <laughs> the pictures since um, we don't have a picture he, he to show you. Like but he was this guy's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> in the, in the Benching cell. Jeff in the cell. <laughs> big jacked Italian dude. It kind of um, looks like Vin Diesel, but like add another Vin Diesel. Yeah. So uh, maybe <laughs> Good like a, Good a week and a half, two weeks before uh, like Epstein gets sent to like he, he gets attacked in his cell. Most people are thinking it's by this Tartaglioni guy trying to choke him out and send him a message. Mm-hmm. He gets sent to this like uh, suicide watch place where they have like it's all set up like he's got cameras outside guards watching him it's like maximum security yeah prison. it's he's well not not it's not or... maximum security but he's in the part of this the prison specifically designed to make it as hard as possible for like like criminals the maximum prisoners security. to kill themselves yeah because it's like he's a witness we want to keep him to trial and then he just all of a sudden the night that all of the documents from his previous like thing detailing all of the people he was connected to, who he was flying on his plane, who was coming to his apartment to get massages from uh, Playboy models, all of that all that information gets released. Mm-hmm. Literally less than six hours later, he's found dead in a cell. And the way they yeah. say he killed himself was like by tying like these paper thin like sheets to his neck. The other end mm-hmm. to the like the uh, bunk bed, which they're like the bunk beds are less than five feet tall. Specifically, so you can't hang themselves from it. When they said what they said, he did tied one to his neck, mm-hmm. one to the other cent- uh, end of the like the bed, yeah. and like bowed forward with Try enough speed and force, not only to choke himself out but to break his neck. And they're like, "Yeah, no, that's just." It doesn't sound right. All of the cameras outside of the like his cell are like oh. out of like commission. None of the guards are there, and uh, so we're. Yo, Tyler's doing some multimedia stuff. I'm taking a story here for the the Instagram. Yeah, no, but he's just uh, like it's, yeah, no, he's he was he was straight up just murdered by I'd like some of the most powerful people on the planet probably, uh, maybe like because he's most likely an intelligence asset for the CIA and the Mossad. Um, so come out, they had his brother hired like an outside uh, like um like coroner to examine the body because like the second he died they just like they just rushed his body out of the prison and like we're like yep no he's he killed himself like before they had even had an autopsy they were reporting that he committed no suicide. investigation done well they've done it they've done an investigation since then but like uh, the like the morning it was reported that he was dead they were saying jeffrey epstein epstein commits suicide in cell and it's like 
they haven't even done an autopsy yet. You have, there's no way you can know that unless mm. you want, this is the story you want people to believe before the facts are even in. Yeah. Um, so now they've had, they've hired an extra like um, coroner to come in. His brother did to re-examine the body and said oh, he's like got- a pathologist? Yeah, a new yeah. pathologist guy to come in. So um, is like the pathologist that they uh, hired to come in and examine the body? Yeah. Um, do we have like the name of the person? Like, um, are we... they legit or is it just somebody that they um, hired just to say that it was a murder? Like, cause uh, wouldn't the um, police have their own investigation to go through? Like, and they wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't they know? Uh, well, here's the thing. It's or like, are they but like, you're, just you're... disregarding evidence and? Well, but the thing is, is that the like the what it's it's they're not disregarding the evidence. It's that the like they're looking at the same evidence in and, a different way. Well, no, not in a different way. The the pathologist has just because even the the, the original coroner who was hired by the the thing says these are like the it's it's the specific bones right here that broke in his neck, and he says mm-hmm. those fractures are usually more consistent with with like. Uh, for strangulation. Usually. So there's a chance that there's it a ch- could there's a, be there's suicide. A ch- there's a chance that it could be suicide, mm. but the way that it would he would have had to have done it was to get on his knees, tie this like paper-thin like uh, sheet around his neck, like the sheets they give them, so that they can't hang themselves from mm-hmm. them because that's what they're for. Uh, then tied one to his neck and one to the under- other end of the like top of the bed that's like four and a half feet tall, mm. and got her on his knees and bowed for, forward at his waist with enough speed and force to break his own neck. Not just, not, if they had said that he did that and just hung there long enough to like uh, suffocate himself, I buy that. Yeah. But to say this, this old man just, can how fast can you like bow forward? Is it really quickly? Because I don't think it's I don't, like, not too quick. I, I don't, no, really I don't practice that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he probably did either. Yeah. I, and uh, also, you're saying he was like paying off women in his jail yeah. cell. It's like that doesn't sound like a guy who's thinking about committing suicide, who's still trying yeah. to clean up his mess. Um, so your consensus would be that it was a murder. Yeah, I didn't believe that he was he committed suicide. Because it did, like, I remember when the news came out initially, and it did seem kind of fishy. Like, how how he, could he, how was he able to kill himself when he was put in, like, the maximum, like, protection for himself, like, for suicide prevention? There's, there's, uh... So it just didn't make he, any sense. He was mm. taken off suicide watch the and, day and then, before. What, didn't allegedly, um, the security, or the patrol officer that was supposed to be watching him he like just suddenly like happened to not watch him uh, when yeah. the incident happened they were not at their post when it happened one of the Isn't guards that fishy? yeah one of the guards was not a security guard they just hire people mm-hmm. from randomly from the like the prison so kind of like mercenaries <laughs> i guess if that's the way you want but also the like and the cameras weren't working outside and the uh, the way they described what was wrong with the camera is that both cameras had been disabled and the footage was unusable. They didn't say the cameras were broken or that they were malfunctioning. They said they were disabled and the fit- footage was unusable. So just everything around this there's, is- There's so much evidence right there just yeah. proving that mm-hmm. he did not do it to himself. And do you remember, do you know who Ghislaine Maxwell is? She's his like, she's uh, Epstein's like partner in crime. She's like the uh, like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I heard like she is like the middleman. Yeah, they're for like these girls. Yeah, they're right? like the well, te- they're like the team rocket yeah. of like upper middle <laughs> so, class pedophilia, like, and she's Ep- Jesse. Just to like explain it a little, like Epstein is like the the head honcho, okay, and then um, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell is like that middleman that like gets all these girls to she's like the pure, pure do girl. like because she's a girl uh-huh. so she talks to these girl young girls and she kind of like convinces them it's like oh like epstein like he is like he wants a massage so, upstairs like, that's or, trump ivanka mm-hmm. epstein so there's a picture that Gisling stewart Maxwell. pulled up of trump ivanka so trump definitely associated Est- with epstein and, and maxwell then there's, uh, the clinton wedding and then I guess there's a picture of him at the Clinton wedding. So he's a he has lots of powerful well, at, friends. Well, not the Clinton wedding, yeah. at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. So here's a here's a shot of um, oh, come on, Lodi bastard. So right there, there's a shot of Bill and he's walking Chelsea down the aisle. 
Who do we see right at the edge of the aisle? Chris Jenner? Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh. No. Yeah, she does kind of look like her. But, but, and then if you recognize, if you're a fan of British politics and you recognize the last name Maxwell, you will recognize it because Robert Maxwell was a very notorious uh, Israeli spy who was outed during the Thatcher administration. And then he was found dead off the, like, the, like, the side of his boat. A boat which he then sell, sold to Adnan Khashoggi. Mm-hmm. Who is Adnan Khashoggi? The, uh... Cousin, the, guy, the uncle no, of Jamal Khashoggi, who, who was murdered, murdered by, this, in Turkey. by the Saudis. Yeah. In Turkey, when he was going to go uh, mm-hmm. pick up a like, passport or something, right? Yeah. Wait. So, so I think the point I'm trying to make, because this, it, I could go down this rabbit hole for, for forever. There's it, it a lot to look going. at. Um, is that, uh, like, I was worried that when he initially was found dead, that that might be the like the end of the story, and this and, like they're just right in front of us, sweeping it under the rug. And but like, it does seem that there are still people poking at this, and that's basically been the, like how it's been gone through, just having s- small people who are just like refusing to be like, no, that's not the end of the story. There's more stuff here, and. Uh, just start googling any of the names I've brought up, like Ghislaine Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, uh, Epstein, uh, Jean-Luc Broussard. Like, just Google these people and just start going down a tunnel. And I bet there's a big spider web that you could make. Out you want to see the spider? The middle person would be Jeff. Someone's Epstein, already made. The he's showing me web. right now. <laughs> Someone has made all of the connections. So, um, like... so he's showing us a big spider web where the two main. Uh, points of interest are the Jeffrey Epstein and the US government and then all of these names um, that they're all affiliated with and connected to. Chris Tucker, Alan Greenberg, Naomi Campbell, JP Morgan, Bill Clinton, Larry Summers. Like the cl- like it's not just like cuz the, the people said like the crooked Hillary Clinton. The the, cl- the connections between Epstein and Clinton are weird as hell. Like there's almost no like sort of non-weird like answer for these but yeah i think just i just want to be the guy to like uh provide some some information and let people follow their own rabbit holes yeah no there's 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 some really good information to to consider and it's a it's a big club and what it's looking like is it's definitely one-sided on what happened on what happened i don't know i'm even sure there's there's people for both sides well that's it's it's you think what's it's but it like it got it sort of like connects all of them like it's not mm -hmm. a partisan issue like you want to say clinton but like it's just as much as like the republicans are tied up to this guy with trump Mm -hmm. on so it's that's the one thing i don't want people to like go and think this is like oh the clintons are like they're demons and stuff like no it's just your your sort of like Mm -hmm. run-of-the-mill corruption and getting rid of witnesses yeah um so moving on now to video games um i recently played the new call of duty modern warfare video game that just came out um i think over the weekend Mm -hmm. uh i think it was on friday or something like that and i was playing the whole campaign story mode and i just finished it it wasn't long it was like 14 missions um i just finished it the other day and there was one mission that really uh, resonated with me the most. Um, it was a mission where you are a little girl, I would say maybe around like six years old, and you're with your brother, um, and you're in this uh, fictional country called Urzikstan, which is supposed to kind of like resemble uh, like Iraq. A little bit of Syria, especially in like this Syria. specific flashback, that it's supposed. To, I think it's very clearly supposed to be Syria because mm-hmm. they have like a facsimile to like the white helmets running yeah. around mm-hmm. in the scene. Mm-hmm. So, so um, the mission is where you're playing as a little girl and you watch, um, like right in front of you, your father die. Um, you also have to uh, stab an armed man, like an armed soldier who is trying to kill you and your little brother. Um, you stab him with like a screwdriver that you find inside the house. Um, it's very, very visually like uh, a lot of gore, illicit. Um, as you're walking throughout the village, um, you see children dead on the floor in front of you. As you're walking through, you see women like on the verge of death gasping for their last air of breath um men as well um 
as you're trying to like navigate your way throughout the mission and uh it just made me think a lot like uh and it brought to me a question of like it, it is a video game and you have the story and the plot and everything and like that's maybe what some people think about but if you actually take the time to like look at the surroundings inside of like the mission that you're in um how aware are you of what goes on in other countries as far as like war-torn countries go like how aware would you guys say that you are Sungi? I'll say I don't know what goes on in other countries beyond you know what I'm seeing in the news right media, so what's yeah. being shown in the media and you know whether or not I come into a conversation with someone who's actually from that place and has a background from that place and can you know talk to me firsthand and provide information of their experiences or you know people close to them like their families and friends that are going through these experiences so I don't know anything beyond that since I myself haven't you know physically been to these countries right what about what about you well um I'm kind of like a bit of a junkie I'm sort of like foreign affairs and like politics and stuff so I like I wouldn't say I'm the most knowledgeable but I don't know like I try to keep abreast of this uh the one issue I did have with the game is like part of being aware of the stuff that is happening in other countries Mm -hmm. is being honest about why and who is doing these things Mm -hmm. and like one of the main ones in the game was like the like the uh the highway of death thing where they like blame that on the russians and it's like nope the americans did that that was the thing the americans so it's like they go out of their way to make the like to change the facts to to make it better from their position yeah and to make it look like the like the russians the best and it's just i don't know if you're gonna make an iraq analogy and then say no it's the russians doing all this but aside aside from that like looking at like the point of view where i'm coming from um is like because like uh, a lot of people they say that we don't need to bring in a whole bunch of like these refu- refugees um because we don't need them go back to like their own country uh you don't have to stay here blah 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 but you don't really understand like I, what these people had to go through to survive i kind of want to touch on on a on day-to-day that. basis i kind of want to touch on that a little bit huh. i think majority of that comes from you know lack of knowledge and understanding of what other people are actually going through and many people they just focus on what's in their you know immediate everyday lives and they don't look beyond that and they they focus mostly on what's beneficial to them and what's you know either gonna they only they're selfish and they only care Pretty much themselves yeah. and what's going on in their day-to-day life and what's Twitter saying today. And it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone else is struggling to them because if, 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 if they if they come into their lives and disrupt their peace or how they're living, then then why should they care? Not not why should they care? It's like because people people are struggling, and you know in different countries out there like mm-hmm. that are to different that are, that are immigrating to you know the states united states canada because where they're from they can't they can't stay there it's not safe and mm-hmm. that's something that people don't understand and people focus on selfish reasons for not wanting people to come to the country like having to you know share resources with them or saying there's not enough resources for people that's like or it's saying they're stealing jobs and stuff like that that's a big thing yeah stealing well jobs. i mean okay well um on the fact that why they don't think people should live through like be on the fact that um why we shouldn't bring refugees here mm-hmm. and stuff like that i think people need to put like it the reason why I like the game is because it puts you in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Um, and you see from a different point of view. And that's what I feel like a lot of people should do. Uh, not necessarily play Call of Duty, but... Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to. But um, just, like, 
putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and mm-hmm. seeing what they see and experiencing you're not yeah. obviously going to experience like to the full extent of what they do or what they have experienced but you can mm-hmm. at least get a picture of what they have to do because if they had if they switched shoes mm-hmm. in real life like i'm sure that they would not want to be there for more than five minutes yeah. or oh, definitely anything like not. that and with the like with the point you made about you like you only know about the stuff that you see like mm-hmm. in the media and the news like just as a great example right now how much more i don't know how much you guys know about the protests in hong kong and stuff right but yeah you guys, you guys um, are, i assume you're fairly aware of it yeah i'm aware of it mm-hmm. like what would you say your comparative knowledge is on the hong kong protests to the protests in chile and iraq right now uh i don't really know what's going on in chile and iraq but that's and i'm not i'm not blaming you either because like um the only reason i know anything about it is because someone else actually and i had to go out i just heard something um because i listened to another podcast Mm -hmm. uh, i think it's from new york times Mm -hmm. or it is from nrp npr npr yeah npr um it's just a daily podcast and uh i'm pretty sure that they mentioned the uh iraq protest mm-hmm. and they mentioned um that they're not supposed to kill the protesters but they do yeah, accidentally like sometimes uh, well they were not uh, uh, accidentally is i don't know if it's an accident but there, they're but... not supposed to kill the protesters yeah. mm-hmm. and it happens from time to time yeah. um, um that's that's all that's all i've heard since the beginning of uh this month it's uh more 22 200 220 people have died across the country since the demonstrations broke apart they're just they have snipers on the roof just mm-hmm. picking people off um that doesn't seem like a fair way to handle it so like refugees coming in to canada or to any country you don't know what they've had to go through if they're exactly. like protests should be peaceful and, uh, and, it, and so far to an extent in, like well so far what we've seen around the globe is like in hong kong it's yeah. not really peaceful in iraq yeah. it's not really peaceful 220 bodies i don't know how many bodies that yeah. uh hong kong has racked up so far i haven't looked mm-hmm. at the stats but um and then you said in chile as well right yeah chile has had absolutely massive uh basically anti-austerity protests where they burnt down uh, like they went full Project Mayhem from Fight Club. Like they're burning down like credit uh, card buildings, uh, bur- oh, yeah. setting like they, like they oh, raised. I just saw a yeah. video yesterday um, from uh, the protests in Chile where mm-hmm. this this guy like they were like uh, in the streets and breaking all these like electronic stores and this guy's like, yo, this is a perfect opportunity for me to steal this big ass TV. <laughs> And then he goes and takes the TV yeah. and he tries to take it. And then the protesters are like, bro, you're either with the cars or you're against the cars. Are you dumb? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then they took the TV away from him and threw it in the fire. Yeah. No, wow. because it's because these are t- at their core, the like the most like, this, I don't know if, if pure is the right word, but they are very like they're very much anti-capitalist. And that is their mm-hmm. state. Of, like they like it. It's, not, it's been it's spread out. But the like the ignition point the thing that started the whole like things uh rippling out was uh like student protests where i think they're protesting like they raised the like the uh public transit price to get on the train by like i don't know maybe two dollars or something like two dollars american or something i don't know the exact price but they raised the thing so they just started lighting trains on fire and blocking people from getting in and it's so if they don't agree with something they're just gonna blow shit up uh no, that's I think that. But like, if the price of the transitway went up, they just start they couldn't, the but they, on could, fire? they couldn't afford. They couldn't afford the public. These are very, very poor people, and it's it was just a, like that. It it's sort of like spread out, but it's like they started protesting the like the it's basically anti-austerity across the board, where it's they're punishing poor people because they had a recession, which was caused by rich people. Um, so they're raising the prices on like on food, on uh, public transport, and. You can say, yeah, that's where it started, but that's was like the flashpoint which caused people to start taking action. These kind of this kind of anger and like public mobilization only happens after a very like just it's human nature. It takes a lot mm-hmm. to get us to like really pissed off and onto the streets. That's so if they got to that point, it, it's been a long time coming. And uh, and here's the thing: it's like I don't. I'm, 
property damage is the last thing you're ever gonna make me feel bad about. Like when people, like it was like when the Ferguson riots happened and everyone was getting upset because they burnt down that CVS. It's like, come on, who cares? Like that was, it's like if you're like if if you're not hurting actual people, putting people in danger, I'm not gonna be too worried about uh, uh, that. No, no, um, I, I don't. I, I property damage is is probably gonna be the last thing that's ever gonna make me like mm-hmm. like tisk tisk a protest. Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to uh, Cory Booker. Oh yes. And the view. So you saw Yeah, so I saw um an episode of the View today and I kinda wanna tie back into what we just talked about, you know, how the protesters are not doing protesting peacefully. Mm-hmm. Right? And Cory Booker was bringing up an example on the view on how in history you know, things that were, you know, things that were considered to be changed or even changed where there was, where, where, where the protest was effective was when people were peacefully protesting, no matter whether there was violence, mm-hmm. you know, from authorities yeah. well, I or th- other people, they just maintained their peace and that's how they eventually... Know, yeah. got what they were I don't want to say fighting for but what they were what they were aiming to achieve from their protest I think my argument would be like I don't consider protests that cause damage to things mm-hmm. as violent mm-hmm. yeah if they're going out and they're attacking people or they're like they're like throwing punches or like like throwing Molotovs and shit I would consider that violence okay they're running around and they're like smashing mailboxes and breaking windows yeah it's property damage but i i don't think that I, I, like it's it has a bad taste in my mouth to say that's being and it's also like like it's, so are you saying are you saying that you don't care that they do that type of stuff so it's it's bad i would prefer like they if not it was a to, big like historical monument and they just oh. like fuck it okay, like, that's, that's, let's that's burn huge. it down right huge. well when they burn it down for the cause when they you know? when they tie when they tie tie like nooses around the like the uh the uh the friggin the, the civil war monuments mm-hmm. and tear those down i don't bat an eye that's a different thing though is it though it's a historical monument yeah but it's just like a racist historical monument you didn't specify you just said historical <laughs> yeah monuments. but you specified saying I, but no like, but here's the, but it's I, like, I don't it's saying that scenario honestly I don't actually care about brick and mortar. Like, if you're not hurting people, mm-hmm. there are more things. Like, and also because it's not a zero-sum issue. Because when you say peaceful protests, okay, are the police when they show up? Are they mm-hmm. being peaceful when they show up in full riot gear, ready to kettle pe- peaceful protesters? Yeah, doesn't th- look peaceful. Yeah, they're cre- they're creating Definitely a self-fulfilling not. prophecy. If you Very show up looking day. for a fight, nine times out of ten, you're gonna get a fight, and that's mm-hmm. true for like riot cops showing up to so like, they should show up with balloons and you shouldn't show you shouldn't show up in like with the intent to uh intimidate mm-hmm. and uh instill fear so that you get what you want okay because it's like you're you just you've gotten the response from the protesters they wanted so that they can now justify their violence Whoa. um we have a clip we have a clip to play okay. from cory booker on the view as well and then uh, we'll elaborate on that more right after the clip. You are a voice that I respect and admire. And I respect your, your voice yes. too. But, I, but, I, but, I, but this is a really important issue. <laughs> what we say about other people says more about us than it does about okay, them. Okay, what about the gun buybacks And, and, and so I, 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 one of the spirits I'm calling for in this election is for us to understand. I was running to get on a stage in Iowa and the guy, this big guy sees me on the, as I about to jump on the stage. He goes, dude, I want you to punch Donald Trump in the face. And I don't hesitate. I, I go, dude, that's a felony. And, 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 I, and I, said, I said, this is a moment where you need but a revival of civic grace. With all due respect, the gun buybacks. Yeah, we need a revival of civic grace. Gun buybacks. Grace, <laughs> which is directly related to gun buybacks. Mm-hmm. This is, these are not in, Just tell in me congruent. semantically how you're going to get my brother's gun back. Look, machine guns, we don't have them on, this, on the streets anymore, right? Because right. in the 1980s, we banned them. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a, a practical way to do that. 
from Australia to New Zealand, they banned them and they got them off the streets. So you're gonna go to so my brother's house? We, we, no, So my back means come you would volunteer. We, we can find the evidence-based right. way to accomplish this as a country. Other countries have done it. We did it with machine guns. Why are we playing into fear mongers that want to make, give this vision that there's going to be people showing up at your house and taking your guns away? That plays exactly into the but corporate gun lobby. And I'm giving you examples of how we've done it in the past. So as you all just heard, we have Cory Booker talking, talking to Megan McCain. McCain. And they're going back and forth about Gun, buy gun buybacks. So he's talking about setting stricter laws on guns and possibly taking the right away to own for, for, yeah, for people to own specific guns. And she's going at him saying, oh, is he going to go into the brother's, her brother's house and take his gun away? Which is, what yeah. you were saying earlier, is like it's we would not accept that sort of like threat from anyone else like basically to give context Megan McCain's brother who uh, is just he's basically very much al they're very much alike in si as siblings but he made the threat to Beto O'Rourke that like when Beto O'Rourke says yeah damn right we're coming to get your guns because he's like you don't need like an AR-15 mm -hmm. um, and Megan McCain's brother said well it's like okay how are you gonna take it from me come and like basically yeah. this come and get it sort of sounds thing. aggressive and it's like what he's doing is he's threatening law, threatening law enforcement uh, with violence because mm -hmm. the, the like what he's if we play this out yeah. uh, if say Beto or Booker became president and they signed into law where uh, like AR-15s are illegal you're not allowed to have them yeah. uh, we're doing this gun buyback program if you have one bring it in uh, we'll pay you for them uh, what Megan Kane's brother is saying is that I will disobey. I will disobey the law. I will mm -hmm. keep this illegal gun, and if you come for it, I will fight you for it. Yeah. Um, imagine, like, say, like a week from now, like the California government was like, "Yeah, okay, we made a mistake legalizing marijuana. Uh, if you have marijuana in your house, you can either like flush it down the toilet or bring it to a facility. We will mm -hmm. dispose of it for you, and we'll pay you for it. Like, we'll buy your weed back from you." Yeah. And someone was like. Hell no! I'm gonna. I, you're gonna. If you're not taking from my cold dead hands, will you take my weed from me? Yeah. Absolutely, no but one would accept that sort is, of. He's he's Corey's giving the option out there of you know reducing the rights. He's not necessarily saying that he's gonna go to the homes and take the weapons away. Right? People still have the choice of whether or not they yeah. want to abide by the law. You know in possessing these weapons and I, I find it's it's ridiculous that she's even Megan's even arguing this with him mm -hmm. because he's looking for a way to provide a solution to a problem that's very relevant right now yeah and basically what if it were like if it was implemented it'd be like okay you're not allowed to to arm to bear an AR-15 you're not allowed to walk around in the street you're not allowed to go shooting range with it if you want to get rid of it we'll buy it back for you mm -hmm. how you, nice is that for the government nice. to say that yeah. we will buy back your illegal weapon if you bring it to us safely yeah like mm -hmm. how nice of them would they have to be to do that and then for exactly. you just to be like fuck that yeah. come and grab it from me son yeah. you're not taking this from me because i'm gonna shoot you up like that's kind of ridiculous to think about if we're and if we're being honest how it would really work out with a buyback would it be it's like yeah they make all these rules but if you still had your ar-15 mm -hmm. if you kept it at home out of the view of like the public and stuff yeah then you'd be fine. There wouldn't be people going door to door being like, we need to search your home and yeah, check exactly. to see if you have 15 or whatever. Yeah, and so like, Cory Booker, again, he's about a movement of, you know, finding solutions and not taking a violent approach. Example, uh, he had as he said in, in the, the clip you guys heard, you all heard, he was at, um, he was doing a speech. Just yeah, he was doing a speech and then somebody, he was doing a speech. So he's running for president, of course. He's doing a speech and some one was like, oh, you're gonna hurt, punch, punch, Donald, Trump punch Donald, Donald Trump in the face. And he replies with, no, that's, that's a felony. That's a felony. <laughs> so right there, he's showing leadership and showing that 
You don't have his, to be a bigoted idiot that, his, <laughs> to his, run the country in methods, the United States. His methods are progressive and not taking us back. He wants to move forward. And one of his techniques he met, mentioned, ways of doing this, is by targeting those people who are currently not voting. And he wants to get them voting. Right? He knows there may be a little bit of trouble running against Donald Trump with all the people he has supporting him right now but he, wa- he wants to target the people that are not voting that are not voting and he wants to make them realize the positive change that he's going to be making and that needs to be made and you know show them the importance they play like the role mm-hmm. they play in making that change you know happen. a good a good way to get people to vote is to just find them if they don't mm-hmm. vote, which is what they do in Australia, oh, yeah. they give you a fine, which I don't know um, for sure. Sh- like they, they don't enforce it well, to they- like the full extent. <laughs> like that, it's not like a parking ticket where like they. Well, it kind of is like a parking ticket, yeah. where like you know you can kind of like shrug it off. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gonna accumulate probably over time, and then there'll be a time where you're gonna have to pay it to do something. Um, but yeah, so if you don't vote, they give you a fine. And that encourages people to vote more. Yeah, but it's also mm-hmm. a two-pronged approach because there's, yeah, there's the, like, the, they will penalize you if you don't vote, but they also go out of their way to make it easy for you to vote. Yeah. Like, they give you, exactly. the, you have, it's a day off. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, a, like it's a, a, I don't know if it's a paid holiday, but you definitely get, you have to, like, your employer has to give you the day off to go vote. Just um, like here. Mm-hmm. Just like here. Yeah, but you, it's not. Uh, it's like it. Like here, you have to ask your boss. Your yeah, boss yeah. has to give you permission. There, like it's, it's a, a like it's recess on the calendar. Like this is voting day, holiday. You don't go to work that mm-hmm. day. So there's no school. Yeah, um, I think that they do like, like we can't even get uh, for our last election. They were trying to get. Uh, have we have we localized? I don't want to localize the podcast too much and give away where we're coming from. No, we're coming from Ottawa. Okay, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought we were trying to be like. Just, no, no, no. Everywhere we're from Ottawa, but we're global, baby. All right. Uh, well, like in our last, for our last federal federal election in uh, Canada, our mayor was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do free uh, uh, public transit for election day," which is like, but he he will do free transit for Remembrance Day. And I'm not saying yeah. we shouldn't do free transit for Remembrance Day, but I don't see an argument for I Remembrance think Day. Choosing that- who runs your country, um, maybe a little bit more. Than, yeah. No. Um, celebrating See, Remembrance Day. It, I'm not trying to put Remembrance Day like in like. I'm not trying to put it down as like a holiday or anything. Yeah. But I'm just saying like deciding on who governs the whole country mm-hmm. may be a little bit more important yeah. than going mm-hmm. for a ceremony. Yeah. Like if no one showed up to a Remembrance Day ceremony, that doesn't retroactively allow Hitler to win the war. But if no one shows up for Voting Day, a lot of bad things can happen. And Hitler. Like, well, imagine if people didn't vote then, you know, like, mm. yeah, oh, yeah. But that, that, my point, it's like we, like, we need to, like, I think public transit should be a lot cheaper. Like, oh, it definitely should be, and I don't know why. Well, especially with all the delays that they had with yeah. the old train, mm-hmm. um, and then they kept, get, and they, but like they put off the billion, a uh, million dollar yeah. f- fines from the delays. Use that million dollars in. Yeah. freaking like public transit fare that right like, could bef- be used for your citizens yeah mm-hmm. and like a year ago when the lrt the light rail thing was supposed to go live mm-hmm. before all the delays they laid off like thousands of bus drivers mm-hmm. i was like yeah we won't need them because everyone will be using the train and it's like if you have a bottleneck somewhere and you're trying to loosen the like how much is going through that bottleneck so you open up a new pathway mm-hmm. you don't then close the bottleneck even smaller on the other end because then you, you just you haven't really done anything to relieve the, the problem. Mm-hmm. Chileans would not put up with the OC transfer. That's all I know. So let's move on to um, is it okay to is it not okay to disagree? Is it not okay to disagree? Or is it okay so, to have like let's say between all three of us here or, yeah. is it okay for all of us to carry different opinions from than what the other one believes 
Yeah, I mean, I think that one goes without saying. It, it, like, well, I'm pretty sure that we are all self-aware that, like, we know that it's okay to have different opinions, and having different different opinions gives you different outlooks yeah. on different things that maybe you haven't been able to see or were ignorant to a little bit. But yeah, having different opinions is yeah, definitely exactly. okay. If, if someone else has a different opinion from you, then I think you're learning something, something, you might learn something new, right? Something that will open up your view to looking at something different and, and, and not, not necessarily um, staying closed-minded, you know? Yeah. Because you have to hear other others' opinions to be able to open up your mind further. I think that where the problem comes in is what is like a lot of people are confused about what an opinion is because it's like my opinion is like i think uh um michael vick is a very enjoyable quarterback to watch play football yeah and that has nothing to do with any other extracurriculars which he is yeah he is that is is. like it's an opinion it's also a demonstrably i disagree with you both (laughs) well see uh you're not allowed to have that and then (laughs) if we weren't on the podcast i would call you dumb because i don't think that's right that you should disagree but then that's a whole different story on its own part where people yeah let their emotions get into it more than what they what is actually actual Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's not more it's not the opinions a difference in opinion that you know is causing the conflict it's the reactive emotions from well, yeah, like, uh, Not if I, if I were to be or... like, um, my favorite player is better than your favorite player, yeah, that's automatically going to set an argument because, yeah. um, because I emotionally have been emotionally, uh, like, attached to my favorite player, mm-hmm. and you have been emotionally attached to your favorite player, so it, we're we're basing it off of emotions that he's better. Like, mm-hmm. even if I had a favorite player that... Well, my favorite player all time is Donovan McNabb, and he doesn't have the best stats in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, He might be Hall of Fame, maybe. Um, Maybe like third ballot Hall of Fame. I don't know. We we would have different viewpoints, right? Mm -hmm. So you would see something that you believe makes a great player, and I'd see something else. Exactly, yeah. We both see different things. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't think he's great doesn't mean he's not great to me. Um, Just because he doesn't have great stats doesn't mean he's not great to me. yeah but i also think the other problem is like people will have opinions and then other people disagree with those opinions and you're in and the the first person is in no way prepared to defend the opinion they had so they feel that's like an attack like if i were if i were gonna say uh like i think michael vick is the best football player to ever play the game Mm -hmm. i should probably be able to be prepared to defend that statement and have like some sort of like Okay, yeah, yeah. Just like, like, let's say you said that, and then I would say, but he's never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then I would like throw a haymaker because you've insulted <laughs> me personally. Like uh-huh. that's what I mean. It's like you're if you need to like, I think there's a, there's like a point where it's like people like one, they're they're just sort of saying stuff now mm-hmm. to just get a reaction, and then they're not prepared for the reaction they're getting. The, a lot of times too. The thing is that people just like to talk, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. People just like to talk. Um, as soon as they realize they're wrong, they won't admit they're wrong and then they'll just troll yeah. <laughs> until that you're, you're like, you feel like you just like lost some brain cells just like talking to them. But mm. hopefully no one is thinking that currently. Well, no. <laughs> Anyways, it is okay to um, have different opinions. Um, you should be conscious on how you react to somebody else's opinion if it's different, if it differs from yours, um, because we should all listen to each other's opinions because it's gonna help us grow. Yeah. And yeah, to, to, to tie that to the Cory Booker's thing, I think that's why one of the reasons, what, like that's what Cory Booker's, like his whole point in that uh, clip was about was like, kind of be nicer to each other listen to each other mm-hmm. have some dialogue and the reason why it was so perfect to have him have that conversation with megan mccain is she is incapable of doing any of those oh, things yeah. you can just see from the video she's just like but what about gun buybacks what about gun he's trying to make a point let him yeah. get to it he's working <laughs> he's there trying she's trying to stick on that one thing and that's a good ex- a great example showing how you know a reaction just off of emotions and not just and not using facts yeah. 
to back up what you're saying is you know where she's like she's like well how how will you get them to people to buy back the guns he's like well australia did it uh, and like he's saying that as like well there's definitely ways that it can happen because other countries have done it here's an example of countries that have done it she's like well this isn't australia it's america and it's like yeah. i hate that argument but she, yeah that, that's that's someone who's who seems like they're closed-minded you need to be open-minded in order to accept other opinions that are different from yours and beliefs you know and and we're gonna move into something that's very relatable into what we just talked about um which means we're going back and forth before the podcast even started um is men versus women we're all men here okay we're not um anything we are say is like I guess our own opinion um and it's not of meant course. to disrespect anybody in any type of way um that's just a disclaimer i'm gonna give but um so we both really i, I would say disagree right um and i would say we're respectful uh but i would say that you don't respect the facts but <laughs> <laughs> because they're all in front of you but um men versus women sports mm-hmm. um my position would be that men in general uh are physically stronger um well physically better in almost any sport than women (laughs) because we were talking and i told them to pull up the marathon uh marathon times Mm -hmm. between men and women and he pulled them up and it was a 28 second difference from whenever uh, that post was i don't know Average mile time, 28 second difference. So if that doesn't, like in running, I would say is probably like one of the least uh, athletic, like you don't have to be like phenomenally athletically gifted to be good at running. You're making a lot of wild statements no, already. I'm not, I'm not, cause I, I was a runner. I was a runner. Okay. I was a runner in uh, middle school and high school and I have done runs and I do run um, mm-hmm. frequently uh, throughout the summer. So I, I know what it takes to become a run, runner. Maybe it just could be that like I'm a little bit physically um, adapted than other people, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, I know for a fact that running is one of the easiest sports to pick up because you could have a big belly, a big pot yeah. belly, right? And be a dude and you could still be a really good runner, yeah. like marathon runner. Mm-hmm. So like if, if men are 28 seconds ahead of women in running, then there's nothing else that you could really show me that that there would be a woman, uh, not a woman, but there there would be women that are better than men at in, in a sport. What's your take? My take is, I'd like to see it. What do you mean see it? <laughs> <laughs> well, because your your your, t- your take seems to be that uh, in general, men have a natural upper hand in like competition yeah a natural physical upper hand than women i'm not trying to choose any sides well what i do believe is going toward where the logic is and stats right yes okay the numbers never lie the he's, numbers he's talking never about lie. the numbers, right? Yeah. Presented numbers, but what are you going based off? Yeah, of? he's going based off feelings. He's not gonna. He's gonna <laughs> hurt some girl's feelings if he says I, this. Well, my whole thing. My whole thing is is if they want to, if you if you want to compete against women or you're a woman, you want to compete against men. Yeah. I don't. I honestly, I've always thought the kind of like, if, like if we want to just really just like, if we want to have the best sort of like competition, uh-huh. get rid of the like, especially like, get like, rid of the gender. Yeah, gender just do have, have uh, It's not gonna be gender. fair. It's not. That's why they don't that's do competitions that. Competitions are not like that's like athletics are you, not. You fair. don't think the Olympics would have thought of that already? Like it would have been more entertaining for. It's not gonna be entertaining for guys think, to just demolish women in every yeah. single event. Then women are not gonna win anything. I would, I would they like wouldn't to take win that any bet. sport. I would like to take okay, that bet. Okay, look, there was a video. Um, I'll take there the wasn't a video, odds. but there was a uh, um, a training session between the U.S. women's national soccer team, and they were facing um, an MLS uh, junior team. So like, they were uh, I think U16 or U17. Yeah. And that U17 team, from a club team, yeah, not a national team, a club team, mm-hmm. demolished. The U.S. women's national team. Yeah, there was a and fun Twitter game to watch. had a field day with it. Yeah, a fun game for the women to get demolished and embarrassed by seventeen-year-olds. I've seen, I've seen men get demolished and embarrassed by other men. That's like, soccer. I just, like I think just mm-hmm. put. I think it's that whole like uh, 
it's, nobody would want to enjoy that, that and that's there's a every reason. living thing in a ring and watch them fight like i don't like it i think it would be more so interesting. you just want to see okay but that's not what we're talking about whether it's going to be interesting or not right that's not what we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about who's better men or women and tell me right now with a straight face <laughs> that women are physically better than men in sports I will say that I'll probably lose the bet okay. more times. Okay, and if you. anybody, but I'd still like to see it. I would love to see it too. I, I, think... I would love to see it, yeah. um, because I think it would be entertaining. Mm -hmm. I would not love to see it all the time. But okay, so my other point is you have this like, uh, like this this very strict dichotomy. But what happens when you get athletes who do not fit into that dichotomy? You remember that one? There was that one female uh, marathon runner. Who she was being uh, disqualified from running simply because she was she just had too masculine features. She was not transgender. She had not had like hormone displacement. Mm -hmm. She just had a fairly big frame, kind of masculine. She was disqualified for this. Yeah, um, and it was like like it was a, a pretty actually like a huge deal because it was like they were basically using. Well, is that not just a one-off? Because I've never heard of that type of thing being happening before. And was she Castor able to? Semenya. Was she able to enter other races? Well, there you go. It says she was banned for doping. No, <laughs> she no, she wasn't. Look banned at for... the first thing. It says yeah. she was banned for doping. Obviously, she got disqualified. Like, look, she she's uh, yeah, she probably couldn't oh, hang with all the other runners. Yeah, but she but, was too okay. physically no because inept. what they said was doping Thanks. was she has elevate she, she naturally has elevated levels of testosterone in her body. Her body naturally uh, creates like better to, like more testosterone. more testosterone. So she's she has a bigger frame. Where she can build muscle better, and so they're saying. So okay. they banned her from running with the females. Mm -hmm. Can she run with the men? No. Who is she gonna run with? That's my that's my point. <laughs> is she should be able to just run with whoever she wants, who with the fast people. That's who she should be able to run with. Is my point where it's like once you start like I think it makes it a lot easier just to go like okay, you think you're really good at mm. the, whatever this thing is. You should be able to be able to challenge the best people out there. Maybe you're gonna get you get your butt thrown out of the ring nine times out of ten, but you should still be able to to, to make the challenge. I, that's my whole point. Is I don't like. The whole but point of these not, competitions is to is to like every once in a while you're gonna get the underdogs gonna win. And I what like those you're, stories. What you're asking for is that one out of a hundred thousand female that are, is gonna beat like that one like NBA superstar or whatever. Huh? You're just looking for that one person out of that whole bunch of people. So that, why, it, that why can't would be that able one... to no I'm not saying that why, that why can't they be able to I'm just saying like they're not gonna make a league out of it or anything because there's not gonna be enough yeah, you're never gonna find that one person until they start looking and then once you find the one person well you find I mean more. they should already be at the top of their game yeah but they're not gonna... in their gender but you're saying their specific gender no I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to I'm saying that they're not going to do that because it's not gonna be interesting for anybody to watch girls get beat a whole bunch of times I think I if, I just I'd say if the if the if, yeah if they want to get if they want to get their asses kicked against a group of men I think that is their God-given right or, to get their ass kicked. Or if guys want to get their asses kicked by a group of women, I'm sure that could happen too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways, to wrap it up, um, Halloween tomorrow. Well, it would be it would be yesterday. Uh, when the podcast <laughs> is out because it's going to be out on Friday Friday at midnight so it's going to be like two days before <laughs> but um, we were just talking about it earlier um, what would you guys say would be your scariest Halloween experiences now it doesn't have to directly be on Halloween day mm -hmm. um, it could just be like around the Halloween season or just in fall or Something that reminds you of Halloween? I don't know. Something that scared you. What would you say is your scariest Halloween experience? Scariest Halloween experience? I don't... I don't, I don't like feel just, like that's just scary something, Halloween experience. Just like something that has like scared you like... Well, recently my girlfriend was talking about going to... Uh, Saunders Farm, so that's mm -hmm. haunted house. You guys been there? Yeah, I've been there. Houses, yeah, so, like twice or something. Yeah, but 
my reaction to that right away was nah hell nah why like because first of all i don't trust that stuff like i've kept <laughs> i've purposely kept away from stuff like that because i don't know how i'm gonna react mm-hmm. right and you don't want to like scream it like, might not no it might not be a good reaction oh you like, know so violent <laughs> reaction yeah and like just the other day we went and did um a haunted walk at the what, deep in bunker, deep in bunker. Yeah. Deep in bunker. Yeah. and you know i was on my guard the whole time so like there were you know things that would pop out and try to scare us but i feel like since i was on my guard i was just like okay uh-huh. that thing just popped out let me look for the next thing you know <laughs> so yeah. i could be aware and i feel like those sort of things very much depend on whether you're uh go-to thing is fight or flight Mm -hmm. because if your go-to for when you're scared is to run away the haunted houses are are like a good experience but if you're especially if your (laughs) instinct is to like attack when something tries to scare you it's like you're at that because you're not only like getting scared but you're also trying to like hold yourself back yeah Uh, because like i'm not a big dude but like i go like i start Flame, uh-huh. like yeah. just trying to like make some say, damage. I would say I do both at the same time. Yeah. Fight and flex. I'm like swing and then run. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, that's the thing with me. I don't know what my reaction would be if I would like. Yeah. You're real scared. Would you do Mayweather? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would have to go through it to find out. You right? should do it though, like Fuck. as an experience, yeah, I, right? I, like I, mark I, it off the bucket list. <laughs> like you gotta tell your so, kids. You, you went to Saunders Farm, right? You said. I went to Saunders Farm. How how is that? It was okay. Oh, like it was fine. It was actually kind of fun. Um, it wasn't as scary as what I thought it was. Like, um, if I were to compare it to like my um, scariest Halloween experience, mm-hmm. so I'll tell you about mine. Yeah. Uh, mine was in uh, Niagara Falls. They have a haunted uh, house there. It's like right close to the Wax Museum. Okay. Yeah. yeah? Uh, oh, nice. Like right across the street from it, and. I went there with my mother, my sister, and my sister's friend, and this was uh, when I was like 15, 14, yeah. I would say like 14, okay? And we, so we walked in the haunted house, and it was like pitch black. Mm-hmm. Everything was pitch black. And they put me out in front <laughs> as like a shield. Like, I'm going to protect them. I was like, what? Yeah. You guys are bugging i'm not gonna protect you guys if someone comes at me like so they were all like scared screaming and like stuff would just pop out and scare you like at random points um something would like grab your leg out of nowhere (laughs) people screaming like like hysterical crying and laughing like like little kids and my mom by the time we got out my mom was crying she was in tears and like there was these people outside waiting to go inside and then they saw my mom in tears and they were like no we're not going screw that we're not gonna go to wonderland when they do the halloween stuff i have not but i've always wanted to because you you go you go at night and they've got like they've set up all these different like uh haunted houses and stuff and and they have characters that walk around yeah they just just walk around like just chase you spook you (laughs) yeah because there's there's like the actual like the haunted house yeah yeah there's there's the actual haunted houses they have where they'll just like you'll go through and you do like the loop and like people jump out of you but then they'll just have people in costume wandering around the amusement park that will just like you look at them weird and they're just like oh yeah now they're chasing you Mm -hmm. and it's like okay i guess we're running Uh, (laughs) and then you can do all the like that sounds like it could be a fun experience sick you do like roller would coasters definitely do that too. like that just one, going yeah. roller coasters being chased around and stuff I, I feel i feel like it's more so like feeling you're in a tight space where you know you don't have too many options of where to turn you feel like like claustrophobic kind of feeling yeah. right and you have Nowhere you know you have to things run. popping out at you at the same time it's like and they have the one the leviathan leviathan which is their big giant like mm-hmm. new roller coaster the one that has the big giant it's like the, it's leviathan i think it's the the oh the new one they the have new a new one, one. It's, the, it's like the highest drop like, yeah what is, is that called? after what? leviathan leviathan is like the it was it was the biggest but then they have a new one now i went on this one i don't remember the name recently yeah like, oh. like in the summer it has like uh the highest like Incline. It was crazy. It or decline. At the stop, and yeah, then at it the just goes top, straight down. Straight down. 
Yukon Striker, you know? Yukon Striker. Oh, yeah. this is yeah. the new one? Yeah, is. that one is mad. Look at that. Good. Look at that. That's just a, that's not even, It's straight down. That's a straight It's 90 down, degrees. Holy Yo, Lord. listen. I sat up at the front. You it's get a waiver? up to the edge. You get up to the edge, and you're looking straight down, and seeing where you're gonna. And fall. look how wide it is too. Yeah. Why is it that wide? Well, because you're not even on the tracks. You're like you're like, like the hanging off the, the sides. Like the you're just in midair. Well, like when I went to the, the Fright Night one, they have uh, the Lavox. I kind of want to go back. Just that <laughs> feeling of going up, yeah. and then when you're about when you're at the mm-hmm. at the apex at the top, and you're just about to go down, yeah. and then you're like. So that yeah, and then you can see in this picture uh-huh. that's the like the drop for the Leviathan on the Fright Night. Like yeah, they'll randomly that one is crazy up there. That one is crazy. You'll like ride it, and then like just yeah. as it goes over the curve, mm-hmm. it'll like make a noise like it's broken, mm-hmm. and you'll just sit there. And then you go into the tunnel, that's huh? crazy. and then that's it'll my favorite. Just drop you randomly. That one is a lot of fun. Um, I would definitely recommend the Leviathan. I have not done the Yukon Striker. That one's crazy. Before trying any of these roller coasters out the, the craziest one i've done was goliath in montreal at mm-hmm. i've done that one too and that that was like compared to those in wonderland because i was told myself i'm no, never no. going on those no, roller coasters no. like they're uh, have you guys so we don't we're not worried about the twi- I'm, this is the it's because there's the mckamey Ma- manor that's the twenty thousand yes. dollar uh what? That the twenty thousand dollar haunted house. Yeah, so it's a haunted house that um they will pay you twenty thousand dollars if you are able to make it out that, alive. That's and that's ridiculous. You see, right there, they're telling me that I shouldn't go yeah. in. Just because, uh, just because I mean, you ask twenty thousand dollars. Twenty k before you read the yeah, waiver. They have to. They they get to just they get to uh it's their discretion whether or not you and it's like it's if you uh start to have uh physical. Or mental injury. Yeah. So say you're like having a legit like mental breakdown in there, they'll let you out. Or if you have a legit like injury that is like has to have medical so, attention. So if you make it from beginning to end, like yeah. you make it out. Apparently they'll give you twenty grand. Like here's here's. I would do it. Okay, before you read that, I would do it. You would. Okay. <laughs> now let's wait. Now, now let's, he said now let's that. wait till after we read it. Here's some. Here's some of the, the like the the things you have to like be you have to accept before they'll let you in so one of them is uh participant fully understands and agrees that if they are selected selected not that you select but if you are selected so you randomly picked to visit the dentist quote unquote that they have may have a tooth extracted without novocaine and will not hold a uh, mechanic man or liable fully understands and agrees that it is possible that joints i.e jaw shoulder elbow wrist knee hip etc may be accidentally dislocated uh, they will be participating in a various medieval torture devices such as knife throwing strapped to a spinning wheel, shackles, change, the gibbet cage, stocks, and the oh, rack. Now, I, think now, say, I, just say that. I think that $20,000 is just so, like, you know, pay for so your you medical expenses. Yeah, so you don't sue Bro, them. But, like, take, take this in. Take this in, okay? $20,000, like, if you got your tooth extracted, take away half of that for the dentist yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna cost you ten thousand dollars just to get your tooth back fixed right. also depending on how they take it out without novocaine if you don't they're just gonna tear it out and that's the painkiller yeah it's like so that just, numbing just straight ripping it like out. the numbing stuff what kind of shit is that who was who so here's the one at the bottom how does that sound participant what? fully understands and agrees that water torture may be used you get waterboarded yeah at this thing where they put the towel on your face and pour water into it to simulate they like that, drowning. They did that in the Call of Duty game I was playing. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. they did at like Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo to the yeah, terrorists. Guantanamo Bay to get people to talk. They put a like a pillowcase yeah. over you. Yeah. And then they'll just like pour water, buckets of water on you, and then you can't breathe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is a torture method right here. They're like. Yeah. It's a full paragraph just listing the different out. like injuries you can't sue them in case mm-hmm. you get so so you're signing this off yeah we, that wow. you will not hold uh this uh haunted house liable for any of this so if you Have guys to- want to go to this haunted house the mccann mccammy manor um it's mccammymanor.com uh go get you twenty thousand dollars if you can survive has, has anyone actually this or they have, tried it they have youtube videos too mm-hmm. they have movies of people yeah. i guess going through it kind of like a tv show type thing um yeah, apparently they're on netflix yeah you have to be 21 and above uh or with 18 with parents approved you have to ba- pack a background check yeah. background, i guess 
They have Netflix. What is it? How do you spell uh, it? You said M C K A M E Y M A N O R dot com. It's kind of wild. I would, I would, I would have done it before he read all that stuff. But like, <laughs> I like my teeth, and mm-hmm. I kind of want to, don't want to die. Oh, there's so much. More. It's permanently closed. It says. I see this. Oh, I just pulled something out. It says permanently closed. That would makes sense. Someone probably was like. I want a hundred thousand dollars. Down now. Hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Somebody probably died. Like, yeah. <laughs> body was not never ever found. But it's ridiculous. How, how do you come up with something like that though? Like, we're gonna extract your tooth for, to scare the shit out of you. What the? That's crazy. I would never do that. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So <laughs> that's gonna be it for today's episode. Yeah, that's gonna be it. Second episode. Um, make sure you guys. Well, hopefully you guys had a great Halloween. Um, anything you want to say before you? Anything you want to shout out or anything? No, Stuart? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Left Hand Stew or at LevelPush.com where I'm doing uh, video game and news, video games. So just yes. one of those two plots. Gotta plug awesome. myself. Check them out. And you, did you have something? Uh, no, no. Oh, all right. Nothing. All right. So, <laughs> that's that's dead. <laughs> Nothing. It's actually right. ending tomorrow. That's why. Ending was, tomorrow. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, make sure you catch us uh, every Friday at midnight. I guess it would be Saturday at midnight. Friday at midnight. At Still the same thing. Friday midnight, 11.59, 59 seconds. Um, podcast is available Spotify and iTunes. We just got approved for Ooh, iTunes. Shout oh, out. Yeah. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week.